Hello and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode 83. 83. That number belongs to Andre Reed. This is actually season two, episode 33, and 33. that number belonged to Tony Dorsett. Ooh. I'm Craig. I'm Brett. And we're back for another week of no football. Well, there's sort of football, but no NFL you football. Know, I didn't get a chance to watch any AAF games. Did you watch it all this weekend? I, I was able to see clips. I got I to gotta make time to watch it this weekend. It's what, Saturday nights and Sundays? Yeah. And they're only going to do one featured game a week, right? There's a, only one, one game, game guaranteed per week. Well, there's one game each day. Each day. All right. All I right. got to make time this weekend to find it, to watch it. Yeah. So. Cinch seemed to really enjoy it. Yes. Well, you know, putting it at the end of the regular NFL season is genius because we are football starved. True. And there's no, and there's no like break and people aren't watching like basketball and let's, let's, let's be honest. The folks who are NFL baseball. crazy don't care about the NBA and NHL like no. normal NBA and NHL fans do. No. Um, and baseball is pitchers and catchers are just reporting. So maybe March Madness. Yeah. But even that's a couple weeks away. I mean, there's still, there's a huge gap there. That they they're filling in, so good for them. So, uh, so yeah, we you brought me some magical cans. Yes, it's very cold. Yes, well, that's that's because of my it's, cooler. It's thanks, very, you thanks have to a Sean very for that. Nice cooler. Sean gave me that for <laughs> being at his wedding. Um, yeah. So we went to Bad Sons this weekend, as we had discussed. Yep. Um, I had hoped to get something unique, but the only unique thing they had in cans to bring back was something called Candy Kingdom, which is an IPA brewed with hard candy. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. Did you try it? No, my wife did. And she was like, you wouldn't like this. It's sweet. And she is always dead on with that assessment. So I was not Fair. going there. Fair. But she she said, was, eh. She's like, but nice taste, but it's you would unique. Say, you would say Bad Sons is better than when we went. Oh, no question. Their evolution has been a very positive one. I would highly recommend going to see them. Um, go. Here's my recommendation. Go good during good weather. They have a lovely outdoor area with a that fire pit. Nice. Fire pit, giant Jenga. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be 60 or 70 degrees. You can go there when it's 45, 50 degrees and sit around the fire pit and be perfectly happy. So, I mean, that that's what I would do. But I brought you a can of Mischief. It's one of their IPAs. They are a very IPA-centric brewery. Um, Bush. It's made with three pounds of citra hops per barrel. Uh, it's got a juicy haze, notes of passion fruit flavors. A big Columbus hop brings, bone, brings backbone. Try that again. Uh, and a citrus fr- uh, freshness. It's a. Uh, it's got only got an IBU of sixty six, and it's a six point six percent alcohol. I like it a great deal. Let's see what you think of it. Wow, that's very light for an IPA. It's only sixty six on the IBU scale. That's international get, um, bitterness units. For those who aren't familiar with it, the higher the number, the more bitter the beer. Right. Most double IPAs, just to give you on a scale, are in the ninety to one hundred range or more. Uh, this is a sixty six. Uh, yeah, it's really juicy on the back end. The f- front of it i get grapefruit and pineapple yeah it's a passion they describe it as a passion fruit flavor um and that's just the nature of the hops that they use it's a it's a hop that has a very passion fruity kind of thing so Uh, but i like it a great deal it's very easy drinking if you want an ipa if you hate hoppy beers you probably won't like this but in terms of hoppiness it's not as crazy hoppy as some of the other beers and definitely not as hoppy as a double ipa oh no so folks who like something that's got a little bit of a hop flavor to it but not overpowering would definitely love this yeah definitely yeah it's really actually yeah compared to the beers we've had recently this is really juicy and smooth and smooth very smooth on the back end which is really nice so all right craig lead us into burning hot take questions what's what's on your mind this week all right so um this just came up today okay the state of new jersey Mm mm-hmm uh, they are moving to limit contact in high school football. Now, I'm going to tell you what they're going to do, and I okay. want your opinion on it. You know, uh, so th- right now, the the way it's written, they, what they want to do, 
in-season full contact is going to go from 90 minutes to 15 minutes in practice. Okay, practice. Okay. The full contact games, it used to be unlimited. Now it's going to be a total of six hours wait, 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 per wait, wait, week. In, in gameplay, you can't Game- play more than six hours every seven days. That includes scrimmages. Okay. Because I was just going to say, that's practice like- is only 15 minutes per week. Okay, so you can't play more than two games per week. Basically, if you think about it, I mean, okay, all right, I'm all right with this so far. So are you okay? That's what they want to do. Yes, I'm fine with it. You're good with that? First off, first off, and again, the whole point is the head injury thing, right? They're, they're really That's focused on is, that? Right. Injury in general. In general. I, in general. <laughs> I, I think it's... Because that's less time than what Pop Warner allows. Yes, but I mean, <laughs> that's okay. What you're telling me is that if you play a Saturday game... Right. And you play, let's just say for the sake of argument, you play a Saturday game, and the next week you have a Friday game scheduled. That is two two games scheduled in a seven-day span. Then right. you can't have a scrimmage in between them that's not considered a practice. I'm fine with that. you gotta, you got to give bodies time to heal. Very true. you got to give bodies time to heal. <laughs> I'm fine with the non-contact stuff. When you sit, th- I worry when you sit there and go, okay, you can't have more than four hours of contact per week, period. That's a little bit okay, eh. but if we're trying to keep people healthy and it's six hours a week in gameplay, that's two games. That's essentially yeah, and usually two you're games. not out there the entire game either. Yeah, no, it's but that shouldn't like, be. I mean, some I'm sure some people play some some high schools Iron play Man both football, ways, but yes, the smaller schools definitely do. And and Jersey isn't exactly like you know Texas or Pennsylvania, but I mean this eliminates those schools that do a Friday night game, have a scrimmage with a smaller school on a Tuesday. And then do a full game the next Friday night. Right. That's what this is going to eliminate. I- I'm fine with that. I am absolutely fine with it. What do you think? Uh, no, I think it's a good idea because I, even though I only played for three years, and again, we were had a small team, so a lot of us had to play offense and defense. And then for the JV team, they would backfill it with other people. So you were playing two games every week. Then you had Monday off, and then you had practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then two games on the weekend again. So you really got no no rest at all. And there are parts of me that still regret it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm going to go outside of football today. For sure. Mine, because I've got a whole list of football topics I want to discuss, but I don't think any of them would I say, think would be a burning hot take question this week. All right. Oh, where is this guy? Oh, you lost it. I lost it already. Oh. All right. Oh, damn it. He's still thinking. No, I've got to find the article. Yeah, now. I want to make sure I got the guy... It correct what the hell is the guy's name? oh here we go okay oh, got okay. it sorry oh, all right i saw this on the news today and i wanted to run this by you okay there is a rapper named rich the kid okay have you ever heard of this guy i have not okay so apparently his gimmick in his social media fame mm-hmm. is he likes to take pictures of himself in front of his two hundred thousand dollar maserati okay. while he holds a gigantic wad of money next to his face okay this is like his thing what he does on instagram Okay. And he likes to do things like, I'm hanging out in Newark, New Jersey with my ride and my posse and put it up on social media all over the place. Okay. The other night, he got robbed (laughs) after he put up a picture of him and his Maserati outside of a location. I'm not going to say where because off the top of my head, I don't remember. Um, Then went in with his entourage, had a party, came out a couple hours later, and people were waiting for him by the Maserati (laughs) and robbed him and his entourage of his money and jewelry. Right. My question to you is... What the hell is wrong with people these days? Um, that's the uh, instant gratification 
that people get out of um, Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, I get that you have to, you have an image, you know, particularly in um, particularly in certain music industries. And and rap music yeah. is a, where if you look like your money equals success right. in some th- in some of those things, particularly in social media. Kim Kardashian famously got robbed in Paris because she showed all the fancy jewelry she was wearing right. and said, "I'm in Paris, all blinged out," and she got robbed. Yep. Um, some other movie star put a thing on Instagram: "Can't wait to spend this week with my family in California." And they robbed her house while she was on vacation. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, people just don't, they don't think. Can't you do it like the day after? Great night last night in Jersey with my guys. I mean, put it up just, the day after. Everyone should just, you know, look at what happened to 50 Cent. Remember that? Did you ever hear, did you hear about this? No, but he the, was he's in, bankrupt. I know that. Yeah, he owned a mansion in Connecticut. He may still technically own it. I don't know if he lives there. But um, he was declaring bankruptcy. Yeah. And then the, he was in court for it. Because that's what you do when you declare bankruptcy. Yeah. And he was saying he can't pay this, that, and whatever. Right. And then on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, he um, put a picture of himself laying on a bed full of money. Yes. And it got back to the judge. Judge like, what the hell is this? Yes. And they were like, oh, well, it was fake money. He's like, no. No, that looks like real money. That looks like real money. And yeah, you have to give it to us now. (laughs) The best part of that, and the other part of that story too, is he didn't realize it at the time, but he had done some promo work like two or three years earlier. And it was for like a a friend of a friend kind of thing. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but the guy couldn't pay him in like cash. So he gave him Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When Bitcoin was less than a year old and the dude was like, all right, whatever. And he just totally forgot about it. At the time of his bankruptcy hearings, his Bitcoin was worth millions, (laughs) millions. They gave him something like a thousand dollars in Bitcoin, like when it first came out. And it was it's worth like thousands of times more. And so he files for bankruptcy. He's like, I've got nothing. And the accountants are like, well, what about this like million dollars worth of Bitcoin over here in the corner? <laughs> just kind of sitting here doing nothing, you know? So, yes. But I mean, I, I just, I, I, it blows my mind. So I'm just like, why can't you just do it the next day? Post it. Had a great time last night in Jersey with my guys. And you can still keep your no, reputation. I mean, the only person I know of that does things like that, <clears throat> but on a much lower key level is like Chad Johnson. He'll go on Twitter and he'll be like, Hey, I'm going to this restaurant in Miami. First 50 people that show up on value lunch. See, you can't <laughs> do that anymore in this day and age. Shaq did that once when Twitter was very young and Shaq was playing in Boston, he had a day off and he went, I'm just going to sit here by this fountain until people show up. And he sat down at the fountain and tweeted it out. And like eight people showed up and he just sat there and then took a picture of him surrounded by eight people sitting at this <laughs> fountain. You know, it, it, you can't you can't do it anymore. The internet isn't what it used to be. Sad. So, all right, so that really wasn't a question, but more of a mini rant. But yeah, what did sure. you got for me? Anything else? Um, no, that was it. Really, just a football. Thing. So then I'm going to toss out one more too because yeah, sure. I went pop culture. Yeah. Have the Bengals hired a DC yet? No. Okay. And I hope to God that because you know I know they're going with this whole you know youth. new youth, new vision, the new way, blah blah blah. blah. Which, okay, I'm fine with. Let's try it. Whatever. Um, they were also they were interviewing Jack Del Rio. I hope he's still the front runner for the job. He said no. That really sucks. Um, I know they're looking at a guy that um, was on the Rams too, which again he's never been a coordinator, a coach, a head coach before, and I think it's like too young of a staff kind of thing going on. I think there needs to be some aspect of experience somewhere. Right now, the leading candidate is Todd Grantham from Florida. All right. Um, Jack Del Rio couldn't come to terms with them. They went after, oh, God, what was the name of that guy? 
Who's that Caroline? The defensive mastermind who was like the first coach of like the Panthers. Uh, oh, damn it. Cinch would know. Cinch, what's the name of the coach? Hey, I, Scream I, it into your truck so people think you're crazy. <laughs> I'm looking to see if I can find it. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. All right. I want to say Ray Carruth, and that's absolutely uh, not even no, he's close. Dead. He's no longer among the living, so that's not him. But I think his name started with an R or a C, and that's why it's clicking in my head. Um, but yeah, he also said no. So they went after two veteran defensive guys, which is we've been screaming for weeks what you need to do. The last three weeks, what have I been saying? Sean yep. McVay, first thing he did was went to get Wade Phillips. Last week, a beer in, I claimed that his father invented defense. That's <laughs> probably still not true. <laughs> but again, true. the idea is get a senior defensive guy. And it, because not only does he help you with the defense, but as a former head coach, he can you guide you a little insight, bit. Right. Yeah. So now right. they're going to look towards the college ranks and they're going to look at Florida because they can't get anybody. And this has got to be a pay issue, right? They wanted to pay mm-hmm. Jack Del Rio in, in like... In like Bitcoin. Dogecoin? Yeah, not even Bitcoin, like Dogecoin, which is a real thing, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> nah, it I think that's a, a mistake. I mean, maybe you know, maybe this will work out. I don't know. But I really think you needed someone with a lot more experience at the NFL level, at least somewhere. Um, I know they're looking at trying to get on um, Bill Williams. Um, Britt is looking something up. I'm trying to find the name of the guy. I can't remember. So keep talking. <laughs> I will find it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then you know, then people ask me if you know Andy Dalton's reign is over. Not yet. He still has some years left in him. Does he though? He does. You know, hopefully everyone won't get hurt this year or this coming season. So, <clears throat> Britt is still looking. <laughs> I, I gotta uh, find this guy's name. Just drive me nuts till I do. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe Dom Capers. There you go. I, I, it was a C. It was a C. The last <laughs> name began with C. <clears throat> This is why we can't be a professor. This is why we can't have a nice thing. Okay. We just need more screens. So Dom Capers told him no. Dom Capers is like, I'm old and I want to retire. Leave me alone. Well, that's that's fair. And Jack Del Rio told them no for reasons we don't understand, but it probably is financial. Um, and here we are. So yeah, I don't know what they gotta do, but they can't they can't take a Florida DC and be happy with it. So <clears throat> no. But I mean, maybe it'll work out, but the Kansas City Chiefs need to get on the phone to Jack Del Rio now. Now and say, what do you want? Don't tell me what the Bengals offered you. Tell me what you want. And then hand it to him. And 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 while you're having this conversation, you're you're at the first question you ask him is what size jacket do you wear? The second question is how much do you want to be paid? Because you're gonna start the jacket making while you're on the phone with him. Okay. I mean you're gonna just drive a dump truck full of money up to his house. That's it. The end. Yeah, that's what I was hoping the Bengals would do, but it's the Bengals. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. This is the problem. I know. <laughs> and see, even though he's letting his kids do stuff, they're the still, still cheap bastards. They're still the Bengals until he is no longer part of the Bengals. Well, that's the problem. It looks like his kids are gonna take over and they're cheap too, it looks like. Yeah. It's like yeah. Al Davis's legacy. <laughs> All right, so on to the news of the week. We have so much. Where's Dennis Green? Oh, uh, in the AF. Is he? <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> Isn't Dennis Green dead? I don't think he is. I thought Dennis Green died. <laughs> All right, fine. look that up. Let's look up that up really quick. Dennis really quick. I didn't get a chance to watch the AAF this week. Um, I did see the massive crazy hit. Um, Cinch sent it to me. Thank you, Cinch, for making me wow. aware of that. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. When did he die? Like years ago. Sixteen. I was going to say, it's not super <clears throat> recently. Yeah, he's, he's no longer with us, so he's out. That's sad. <laughs> this guy is dead. <laughs> we'll cross him off the list, then. 
So, um, so much to talk about though. Um, the AAF, Craig and I will get caught up on it. My biggest shock is that DraftKings isn't offering pools yet. For no, the AAF. and um, they let people hit quarterbacks in this league. Although I did get one of the sites I follow did send me an off-season special if I want off-season news for like twenty dollars, and part of it was the AAF insights. And I'm like, okay, people are starting to take this seriously. <clears throat> we're, gonna have, we're gonna have to pick a team. Do we have to really? Yeah, well, at least one to pay attention to. All right, whoever has the worst record in the league is my new favorite team. All right. I need I need to be I need to be a bottom dweller. All right, we can and, do that. And then next year when they go worst to first, I can say I was there from the very beginning. So who did, who lost the opening game? Was uh, who played San Antonio and somebody else? Whoever Since lost that game. Knows. Yeah, exactly. Where is he? Why is he not here? <laughs> All right, let's see. Was San Antonio and somebody? I think. Um. So you want to know who's zero and one or? Yeah. Well, who did San Antonio beat? Does it say? Not what I'm looking at. Does it say does San Antonio have a win? San Antonio does have a win. Okay, so it's whoever they beat. God damn it. All right. Well, who's got who's got a loss? All right. So East Division. Birm- Birmingham Iron is no. 1-0. Orlando Apollos are 1-0. No, that's a terrible name. The Atlanta Legends are 0-1. No. The Memphis Express, which sounds like a wrestling tag team, is 0-1. That was the Midnight Express, <laughs> is why you're thinking that. I know. And that was beautiful Bobby Eaton. <laughs> Wait. And stunning Stan Lane. I love the Midnight Express. And who was their manager? Oh, damn it. Jim Coronette, the guy who always carried was the it? tennis racket down to with him to the, the <laughs> ring. How do I remember that? I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. I can remember 70s tag teams. Um, so, Welcome so, to the Football Fig Nuts podcast, everybody. In the West Division, the Arizona Hot Shots are 1-0. God, no. The San Antonio Commanders are 1-0. Mm, okay. Uh, the Salt Lake City Stallions are 0-1. No. And the San Diego Fleet. Oh, I can't root for a San 1. Diego team. I'm a Chiefs fan. Give me the t- give me the cities again. Just the cities. Arizona. Yeah, no. San Antonio. No. Salt Lake City. No. San Diego. No. Memphis. No. Atlanta. No. Orlando. Maybe. Birmingham. What's the Orlando team called again? The Apollos. That is terrible. That's just a terrible name. <laughs> I, all right. I'm I'm rooting for the referees. I mean, At, I, wait, what? <laughs> I have no horse in this race. Maybe it's better that way. Maybe. Maybe it's better that way. All I'm right. just going to go off their logos. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Pick a good logo and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll with it. I'll let Craig right. take this decision. In the meantime, let me recap some of the news while Craig looks that up. Sure. We've had a lot of news and we'll talk about as much of this as we can fit in. But just over the, you know, this consider like your 2020 update. Joe Flacco is going to Denver. Yes, I don't know why that is, but Joe Flacker is reportedly going to Denver. Details have not been released because... The Keenum experiment is over. It, that will get to that. <laughs> Flacco is going to Denver. We can't talk about what the details are because legally they can't file the details yet because the league year doesn't begin until March 13th. So Joe Flacco should start looking for a house, but he shouldn't start trying on uniforms yet because he can't do anything until March 13th. And again, we're coming back to all of these. We're just going to go right. down the list. Demarius Thomas was released this week. Formerly released by Houston, his future is in doubt. Kareem Hunt, signed by Cleveland. That's fantastic, except you already had 17 guys in the backfield, and you're facing an uncertain suspension. Antonio Brown wants a trade. (laughs) And according to NFL.com, the following offensive players are candidates to be cut during the offseason. Case Keenum, Blake Bortles. You heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. Blake Bortles may be cut. They don't even have to pay him six and a half million dollars to go away because Tom Coughlin looked at him and said, you're Blake Bortles and I want you to have a long-term deal. So here's a boatload of cash, but you got to stick around and now he sticks. Michael Crabtree, Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, 
Danny Amendola, all offensive players, all folks, depending on the depth of your league, you might have had on your team. Okay, how many of those people did you have, Craig? Do you have Case Keenum or Blake Bortles? No. Did you have Crabtree or Tannehill anywhere? <laughs> I may have had Crabtree. Devontae Parker. I had Devontae Parker in a league. Yep. Danny Amendola? Yeah. Okay, so so these are fantasy-relevant players. So, And then this side note, we'll start here. We'll end the, the recap with this and, and the detail with it. Emmett Thomas is retiring. Really? Craig is like, who? Emmett Thomas. Name. He's He was a cornerback for the Chiefs. He's in the Hall of Fame for that, uh, inducted in 2008. Uh, War number 18 is retired because of it. He's been the Chiefs defensive back coach since 2010. He's 75 years old. <laughs> it's time to hang him up. It's time to hang them up. He just like, and and again, the defensive coordinator left. And when your coordinator leaves, was he fired? Whichever (laughs) he's out of the building. This guy was still there. He just went to the chiefs last week and went, guys, I'm 75. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm done. Is that okay? Is everybody okay with that? He's numbers retired in the chief ring of honor, which for an organization as old as the chiefs is not that easy to get into. He's in the pro football hall of fame and he has been their, um, their, uh, bleh defensive backs coach for eight full seasons that means pre Andy Reid he was there before Andy Reid and Andy Reid kept him that doesn't happen a whole lot so God bless him and I hope he has a good retirement that's awesome though. he certainly did a lot with a terrible core (laughs) a terrible core and if he has anything to be ashamed of it's that Marcus Peters could not keep his socks on (laughs) Emmett coach Thomas that is the only slight on your record in my opinion all right, so where do you uh, want to start on all this? Flacco, Demarius you know Thomas, what? Kareem Hunt. Let's start with the Browns. You want, all right, you want to start? All right, so Kareem Hunt goes to Cleveland. Right. Duke Johnson immediately starts packing his bags. <laughs> and Nick Chubb is like, wait, what? Let's talk about team impact. Let's talk about fantasy impact. How does this move the needle for you on either individual, on any of the individuals involved here? Um, Honestly, I feel like they're creating the Steelers 2.0. I feel like this is going to create a lot of drama in terms of drama. Okay. In Cleveland, um, this is already going to, you know, cause tension between now three running backs, two of them that did well, decently you, well for them. You got to think one of them's going right. I mean, they had they this situation to. already. They had Chubb, Johnson, and Crowell, and what happened? Crowell went to New York. Yep. So now you're bringing in Kareem Hunt, who who's again, the odd man out? It's got to be it's got to be Johnson, right? It's got to be it's Duke Johnson. Be. It has to be. Who? Well, I mean. Duke Johnson's line every every game is 10% of the snaps, three targets, two catches for 15 yards, and one rush for negative one yards every week. It's yeah. not a huge loss. So do, let's presume Duke Johnson's going to get cut or traded. Right. Where's Where's Duke Johnson going to go? He's pass catching back out of the backfield. Where does Duke Johnson go? Uh, I will answer the question for Miami? you. The Jets? The New England Patriots. think so. Absolutely. This is how they cut ties with Rex Burkhart. Rex Burkhead pass catching backs are what they like. He's young. He can have that sub role and they'll be perfectly happy to bring him on board. I think it's a great fit. Great fit. Other places Duke Johnson could go. How about Kansas city? (laughs) We would love to have you in Kansas city. We've taken your cast offs before. What was the name of that fullback who went, had one good year. Yes. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. You know what? He was on a cover of, of a Madden. Madden. Here we Just freaking saying. go. I open the Just door, saying. open the door, and here we go. Start the X-Files music. Craig's going to go back to this again. 
But yes, and then he goes, he has one decent year as a fullback. He touches the ball 12 times and scores 11 of the 12, signs a big deal in Kansas City, smokes a big fatty, does nothing ever again, and no one no one remembers him except for me and Craig. Right. <laughs> so Duke <laughs> Johnson, much. you could be Peyton Ellis. It could be. It's not really the most attractive pitch I've ever made, but there it is. It could happen. So, but, all right, so we, we have to imagine Hunt's looking at a suspension. Yeah, because right now, he's, I think he's still indefinitely suspended. He is still on the exempt list, which means the AA will not come off until the commissioner ends the investigation with either a suspension or a clearing. He's going to get a suspension. If we learned anything from the Ray Rice incident, it's that the NFL is extremely image conscious when it comes to domestic violence incidents. And it does not get more domestic violence than in the hotel you're living in, <laughs> domestic you punch and kick people. Violence. <laughs> you don't have to be related or married to the individual you assault. It happened in your house, in your hallway. You And it's on camera, and you had outs. This was my whole thing with it. Remember what I said? And yeah. check the tape. Check the tape. All he needs to do is tell security to go handle it, to put on a Stay smoking jacket, <laughs> go in his room with a cigar and a scotch, and forget <laughs> anything else is happening. And if security roughs them up, it's on security. It's not on you. <laughs> nope. Didn't do it. Decided. And then don't lie to your boss. <laughs> and then no, and then don't downplay it. Yeah, cops were in my house last night, but it ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Hose be tripping. Whatever he yeah. said. That's that's <laughs> probably not anywhere near what he said. But, but yeah. Yeah. As Sheldon Cooper once said, bitches be crazy, yo. <laughs> and that's... That's oversimplification now, now, and possibly a, cultural appropriation. I apologize if it is. Now, how do you feel? I mean, I'm more of the AFC North fan than you are, but how do you think, how, to you as an outside fan of the AFC North, Yeah. how do you think this changes that division at all? Because now look, look what changed. The Steelers are a complete mess. They're losing their running back and their wide receiver. The Browns are probably going to get a running back and have drama. Joe Flacco's gone. And the Bengals have a completely new coaching staff. This, I, I don't know if this division is going to be amazing or horrible. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be poor quality, ugly football in the AFC North this year. Like the games between them, it's always like messy. But like outside, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, no, I don't I, know how all four of them are going to do. A nine and seven team is going to win that division, probably because they're not going to be able to do anything but beat up on each other. And hope they can scrape out a couple of wins outside a division and and win a division. Like who who's going to teach Lamar? It's going to be like the AFC South that year after Peyton Manning went to Denver and nobody wanted to win the AFC South. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Like who's going to teach Lamar how to like aim his throws? Well, hopefully a coaching staff is going to work. Oh, actually, on that. you know, RG3 is still there. That's true. Shall we move on to that? Oh. Are, are we? Are, so we're, we're 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 convinced that probably Duke Johnson is gone. Yes. Nick Chubb has to drop down your draft list at this point. And we can't do anything with Kareem Hunt until we know what kind of suspension we're looking at. Right. And that also affects Nick Chubb's draft value as well. Oh, no question. I heard one analyst say this week that Nick Chubb was probably a top 15 option for him. Probably a top RB2. Okay. Now he's got him at like 32. He's got him in RB3 territory because he doesn't know what to make. Because Kareem Hunt is a difference maker. Or is Kareem Hunt a product of the system? Because don't forget, mm. Damian Williams walked through the door and went, I'm an all pro now. <laughs> and you make a valid point. And ran all the way. <laughs> and here's the other thing, too, is like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you didn't know what the hell he was going to do. He was a coin flip from the Super Bowl. Damian Williams was a coin flip <laughs> from the Super Bowl this year. 
And the Browns are not the Chiefs. Sorry, Browns fans. Sorry, Baker Mayfield fans. But the Browns are not the Chiefs. And Baker's another question. How is Baker Mayfield going to feel now that he's now that his team is clearly bulking up in the backfield? He's going to run. How how is that going to? What's it? What's a Baker and his his numbers? His reliability just dropped too. He is no question a QB two at best now. He might have been an upper QB two. Now he's a lower QB two. He's looking at stat lines like 20 for 30 for 150 yards. Exactly. He, his stat line is severely affected. So while we're bashing on the AFC North, <laughs> Joe Flacco to Denver. What the hell? <laughs> I I feel bad for John Elway. He just can't do anything. I, I don't know what he's doing. <clears throat> like, is he trying to find someone? See, this is what happened. John Elway took over. He convinced uh, Peyton Manning to join the Broncos. The Bronco, one good decision. Bing. The Broncos became amazing. Yep. Peyton Manning left. Yes. He and now he's like, oh. I don't know what to do. No one's as good as me. His, and his, no one's as good as Peyton Manning. I don't have anyone. <laughs> his quarterback of the future got arrested and dropped. Oh, I forgot about that. That's that true. was this year. Peyton Lynch was the other quarterback of the future. I'm pretty sure he's in the AAF now. <laughs> or bagging groceries. I have no idea. Is Jerry Glanville still alive? There's a coach yeah. we could use. Get me some there Jerry Glanville love. I think he's dead too, though. Oh. Him and Dennis Green. So you, now you trade for for average Joe Flacco, who is the literal definition of game manager. Yes, he's very good at it. Better game manager or bigger game manager, Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco, go. Uh, definitely Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. And Trent no Dilfer, question. up until now, was the definition of game manager. You draft a game manager on a team that's got Emmanuel Sanders. So here's that introduction. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Joe Flacco. Hi, I'm Manny Sanders. Hey, listen, just so you know, I can't throw the ball more than 20 yards. Just want to be up front with you right now before we even hit the, patch, <laughs> the practice field. If you can't do a move within the first 15 yards, like a double shimmy or something like that, or a stop and go, we're, we're, we're going to have trouble. Is there a tight end on this team? A really good one? Because I do that a lot. I, I'm good with a tight end. There's nothing. There's no. nothing. Who's even the tight end now, on Denver? You, well, how do you feel if you're Case Keenum? Like, what what happens? I feel like I'm going somewhere where the, one of the other guys are getting caught. Didn't, they, didn't he write a book last season, too? Case Keenum? <laughs> yeah. Probably. If I'm Case Keenum, I'm on the phone with Tom Coughlin to ask him if he's going to cut Blake Bortles. I'm on the phone with Miami, and I'm asking Zach to... Maybe he goes to the Giants. Why not? Mm. Everybody else is backed up, Eli. And you know? And, 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 and again, Eli goes start, starts a one and three. They're all of a sudden screaming for his head again. Eli Manning needs to retire. Eli, go retire. Hey, you know what? He should. Go do commercials. <laughs> he beat the Patriots twice. Zing. That's Just it. retire. That's all you have. That's all you'll hey, ever need. That, yeah, really. <laughs> he's the top quarterback in my book. Hi, Cinch. You know, I... <laughs> Go, when when you get to the Hall of Fame, because again, two rings pretty much is an automatic Hall of Fame for a quarterback, whether or not he deserves it. And there's right. there is, I think, the only reason Eli is hanging on. I honestly, in my heart of hearts, believe Eli Manning is hanging on so that he plays until the exact same moment Tom Brady does, so that they have to be in the same Hall of Fame class. <laughs> I really, honestly think Eli Manning wants to stand on that stage next to Tom Brady. And go, wow, that's a lot of rings on your hand. But there's little gaps there. Oh, I have those on my hand, the ones you didn't win. Oh, I really do at this point. I think Eli Manning has a book full of zingers that he just plans on using that Hall of Fame weekend when he goes in at the same time as Tom Brady. I really, really do it. And here's the thing. The folks, the anti-Brady sentiment out there, I know a lot of people call us haters. There's a lot of media who just don't like Tom Brady and don't like the Patriots. 
they will vote them in at the same time. <laughs> they will do it just as the ultimate kind of up yours Tom Brady moment. They'll do it. They will. They'll do it. They'll invite Drew Bledsoe to the ceremony. <laughs> oh, poor Drew. You know, uh, they'll poor ask Matt Drew. Castle to do the intro, things like that. So, all right. So, so Flacco to Denver. Here's my major issue with this. They need 13, receivers. <laughs> 13 regular season games, Lamar Jackson recorded stats in. Okay. Two of them were games he did not start or did not play significant numbers. So I'm taking those out. Okay. I'm taking out the first play, the first game of the year where he made one appearance. They just to throw things off. They sent him out there. He took one snap. He handed it off and he was done. Right. They gave him a rating of 39.8 because of that one appearance. <laughs> right. I'm taking those games where he didn't start and that one game where he only had one play out of the equation. What was his quarterback rating? Um, You want me to guess? Yes. Um, I'm going to say 85. Okay. Are you ready for your other beer or are you still working on the mystery? Yeah, no, this one's empty. Okay. Because I'm going to so hand you the beer because you're going to need All it when right. you hear this number. Our second beer this week is Sip of Sunshine <laughs> from our friends over at Lawson's, which is one of my favorites, and I think Craig can tolerate it, too. Are you a fan of Sip of Sunshine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Good, because I just kind of brought it, and I didn't know Thank if we were going to. So, uh, all right, so you ready? Pop the beer. All right. You said 85, right? Yes, sir. His full season long was 84.5. Wow. Counting those games, counting those games where he had only a brief appearance. But if you count the games he started, 91.1. Wow, really? A QB oh rating shit. of 91. And that was all rushing yards. <laughs> let me say this slowly. I'm going to let Craig drink before I say this because I don't want him to choke. That includes a 58.6 rating against the Oakland Raiders. Oakland. Craig and I could throw for a 95 rating against Oakland. He, th- he had a 58.5. He threw three interceptions in that game or two. Maybe it was two. Either way. His TD to touchdown ratio was like six to four. It wasn't impressive. And you just traded a Super Bowl winning quarterback for this quarterback. This is not like trading Alex Smith while you have Patrick Mahomes there. It's not the same thing. I think this is a mistake. I think it's a mistake. So you're saying the Ravens should have kept Flacco until he just retired. I think at least one more year. I think you need Lamar Jackson needs more fine tuning. And I think the Ravens are a five win team in 2019 as the way I see it right now. Five wins. Yeah, because really his his surprise of him being so mobile is not a surprise anymore. That's it. So now teams are going to know he's going to run. I want I want people to and go he back. Can't, he, I mean, he's gonna has, he has a good arm. He'll get better with time, but he yes. can't aim. <laughs> I want people to go back and look at primarily running quarterbacks in the past. They also break a lot. Their first year and then their second year. I want you to look at Michael Vick. I want you to look at Colin Kaepernick. I want you to look at Russell Wilson. I want you to look at all these guys who were, I might take one look, and if I can't see something right away, I'll run for it. How'd they do in their second year when there was tape on them? When there was a lot of tape on them? Not so good. Russell Wilson got better over time. His arm strength was always there. It was an accuracy issue. It got better. Michael Vick went to jail. It's hard to say what would, what would he would have been. Colin Kaepernick struggled his second year. Struggled badly. He did. In his second year. I, I, I don't expect anything. Lamar Jackson is probably, again, there's 32 starting quarterbacks. Right. He's probably quarterback 28 or 29 on my list. So right you now. would draft him as like, as would you draft him at all? No, I wouldn't touch would you him. Use him as a replacement, like a like a bye week. No, we're we're in a ten team league that runs three deep at quarterback. That means thirty QBs come off the board. I can name thirty guys <laughs> I'd probably take before him, including guys like Case Keenum, who may or may not be playing. Yes, 
there are backup quarterbacks I would likely consider before I would consider starting Lamar Jackson. I just, and again, the one week I need him is the one week he rushes for 150 of yards. Course. It's possible. I, I can't. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. So I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. All right. So meanwhile, let's stay yep. in the AFC North. Sure. And in madness. Antonio Brown wants to trade. Yeah, he wants to go to San Francisco. I want a lot of things, too. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to go to San Francisco, but I have heard absolutely zero on the San Francisco end in terms of interest. No, so, me either. Just that tweet of, uh, was it Jerry Rice? Yeah, but he put that tweet out there. <laughs> it's not like San Francisco did this and went, hey, AB, how do you think you look hugging Jerry Rice in a San Francisco uniform? Antonio Brown put that out there. <laughs> Okay, I could put out a tweet of me playing lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. Doesn't mean Jerry Jones is going to draft me with Jerry Jones's first draft pick in the Jerry Jones NFL draft. <laughs> Does not mean it's going to happen. I... All right, so let's say he doesn't go to San Francisco. Where do you see him? Where do you see him winding up? The AAF. Really? <laughs> no, there's a lot of places he could go. But Pittsburgh's not going to let him just walk out the door. And San Francisco has made no overtures that I've been made aware of through what I've read and what I've heard from I... analysts. It's not like San Francisco heard this and went, ooh, somebody get on the phone with Pittsburgh and see what they want. It was kind of like, huh, look at that, Jerry Rice. So now is he at the end of his contract? No, he's not a free agent. He's got to be traded. Oh, so he has to be traded. So he really doesn't have a choice. He has no option, and he's painted himself into a corner with this tweet. He's painted himself into a corner. So let's see. They're definitely not going to send him to anyone in the AFC North. Well, well, you never know. (laughs) Depends on how much they want to punish him. (laughs) Um... Where else could he go? Actually, if you're going to punch him in the AFC North, send him to Baltimore. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) just said Lamar Jackson can't throw the damn ball. (laughs) Where could he go? Well, it would have to be a team that's willing to pay up. So the Jets have cap room. The Jets have a lot of money. And the Jets have a lot of number two receivers, but no number one. Dear God, no. Quincy Inunua and... and He needs to stop getting hurt. Robbie Anderson are... Robbie Anderson needs to just go away. No, I think he's a decent number two. The problem is Robbie Anderson can't get open. He's not a number one. Well, his other problem is he has off-field issues. Well, that too. And he's just a... He's a risk for that. Yes. So, like, he has one bad night and, like, gets mad at a cop. Next thing you know, he's in jail. This is not good. Yeah. They're they're good number twos, but they don't have a number one. So, no, they go don't. there. He's not going to New England. They're not going to put up with his crap, and they're not going to pay him the money he wants to go. Miami, he doesn't want to go to Miami. Um, Buffalo, he doesn't want to go to Buffalo. No. He's going to want to go somewhere where there's a quarterback who has a strong arm and a guy he thinks he's going to get along with. That's why he wants San Francisco, because Jimmy Garoppolo, for all his fault, has a decent arm. He does. The problem is, again, Garoppolo gets hurt all the time, and he really doesn't have a lot of starting experience, just what he's gotten in San Fran. Right. So there's that. But he likes that idea. What about Oakland? What about the yeah. Raiders? Well, well, the Raiders. We don't know if they're in Oakland anymore. Supposedly, so that's somewhere. a whole other news thing I didn't get to. They have reopened negotiations with the town of city of Oakland for one more year before they move to Vegas. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they might spend one no, more year. No, I think he wants to go somewhere... He would want to go to somewhere where he thinks he's going to win more. The NFC West, though, belongs to the Rams. Can you see him on the Chiefs? No. No. Next question. Can you see him on the Rams or San Diego? I could see him on San Diego. No, because they've got Keenan Allen. He's got to go somewhere. He's the primary target. That's the thing. It's got to be a place without a clear Uh, number one. Packers? The Packers could do it. The Packers could do it. It's not like he hasn't played in cold weather before. He's from freaking Pittsburgh. True. Played in Pittsburgh. Can't be no, not the not Minnesota. Minnesota's indoors, but Minnesota, mark my words, gonna be the surprise team of twenty nineteen. You heard it right now. Right now. The forty three. Surprise mark. how? 
Surprise horrible or uh, surprise good? 13 wins, 2019. All right. 13 wins. Kirk Cousins is going to be screaming, you love <laughs> Kirk that. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Not to be confused with Kurt. <laughs> so, so to recap, the yeah. AFC North is going to be a horrible mess. Okay, in three words or less, describe the AFC North in 2019. Go. A mess. <laughs> you got nothing better than that? No, really. They're going to beat the crap out of each other, and then outside their divisional games, it's it's going to be a toss-up. I'm going to go with the word clusterfuck. That's a good word. And we're an explicit podcast, so we I can are. say that. You could. I can say but that. But yeah, the, the Ravens are switching quarterbacks. Don't know what's going to happen. The Steelers are drama beyond all belief. Who knows what Ben's going to do or if he's going to be in the mood to They're fucking all in transition. anyone. There is no team in that division that's not in transition. No, none. The, t- the only team that's not in transition in terms of coaching and superstars is Pittsburgh, and they're a drama bomb. They are, and they're losing. Well, they're probably going to lose two of their starters. Unfreaking believable. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Oh. It's coming to me. All right. He's got a vision. Put on the tinfoil hat. It's like a flash. Put on the tinfoil hat. I'm going to ask you this question. I just want an answer eat straight up. You don't even have to explain it. Am I nuts? Yes or no? Okay. Why can't Marvin Lewis be the new DC in Cincinnati? I would love it if he was. Is he That'd just done with Cincy? Does he want to make a different change? Would it look terrible for him to take a DC role there after leaving the head coaching position? Probably that. Probably needs a break it's an from appearances it. Appearances thing because he would be a genius. He would he's an amazing defensive coach, and he's a veteran with head coaching experience. I who knows that team? Yeah, yeah. I would. I would love it, but that's me. But now he's announcing the AF. Yeah. <laughs> I hear he's as boring as toast, but that's beside but, the point. Well, he but apparently he calls plays better than uh, than, Tony, than Romo. Tony Romo. That's great, but if I can't stand <laughs> listening to you, then that's a different story. So, um, is, did I hear correctly? Is Mike Martz running a team in the AAF? Uh, probably. I heard. I heard they they think Trent Richardson is starting in the AAF. Oh my god! <laughs> I still have. All right, side story. I don't even remember what year it was. We went to the Nationals. He's only in the NFL like three years. Yes. He was drafted the same year as RG3. We went to the um, the National Sports Collectors Convention, which, by the way, is coming back to the East Coast, I think, in 2020. You're coming with us. All right, it's, done. Uh, and if you need to be convinced, we spend an overnight in Atlantic City. We spend one full day at the convention. The rest of the time, we're in Atlantic City, except last year we were in August, and it was 97 degrees without the heat index. That's perfect. On the boardwalk. So That's lovely. Yeah. If I remember correctly, we were there. And my wife wanted to go see a movie, and I was like, I don't feel like a movie. She's like, all right, well, I'll see you later then. I'm going to go see a movie. And I looked up, and I went, the Cowboys are on in 15 minutes. It was a Sunday afternoon. And I walked into the nearest bar in the nearest casino, and it was a big sign-up, $3 shock tops during the game. And I sat down, and they said, is it $3 shock top time? And they said, yes. I said, keep them coming and just keep a tab open, and I hand them my credit card. (laughs) And I sat there for like the next three and a half hours just downing shock tops. Which isn't my favorite beer, but was doable. I mean, three bucks. Right. three. It, and it's not a terrible beer. It's not like I'm no. drinking Bud Light for three exactly. bucks. Exactly. Well, you top. know what? There's probably um, corn syrup. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> the corn syrup. Um, anyway, so we were at this convention, and Tops had a pack redemption offer. Okay. They were doing mini cards limited to 10,000, and it was like four rookies. Okay. Well, RG3 was a rookie that year. And again, RG3 had a lot of buzz. He did. Coming out of college. He did. So I get there and I buy my 10 packs of Topps cards and I walk up to the redemption counter. I get in line. 
I get to the front of the line. The guy counts my packs and goes, thank you for being a patron of Tops. Which of the cards would you like? And I look at the cards on the counter in front of me. There's no RG3. And I said, I thought you guys were offering an RG3. And it's, it was a mini card. It was shrunk down. It was a Gypsy Queen mini. It was very oh, rare. Okay. I said, I thought the RG3 was, was, oh yeah, that went, that literally was like, of the, the first 10,000 people was gone. Because okay, everybody wanted the RG3 Gypsy Queen mini. So okay, I then. said, well, I'm looking at the list of people and I'm like, who's the next best player? Give me the Trent Richardson. <laughs> I still have the goddamn card. <laughs> you do? I still do. <laughs> the last time I looked on eBay, it's worth 75 cents. It was, uh, but, but the RG3 was worth like $50, like five minutes after the, the thing ended. It was amazing. So, um, all right. So really quick, uh, what else did we not talk about? Oh, we didn't talk about candidates for cuts. Right. Blake Bortles. Fantasy favorite, Brit fave, Sean is dismayed. Sean what if is Blake Burles winds up on the Bears? As a backup to Trubisky? Could happen. Sean might have some sort of spontaneous orgasm and soil himself. <laughs> That's a possibility. Um, well, there's the question. Miami is going to part ways with Tannehill. They're supposedly just waiting until they can get out from underneath yeah, his bonus. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback, but he just can't, he can't finish the season. The problem with Bortles is that he's got this massive contract. Because Tom Coughlin gave them an extension last year for no yeah. reason other than, hey, you made the AFC I'm championship. I'm just saying, Blake Burles just needs the right coaching staff. That's what I'm just saying. He could be a lot better. He just needs the right so where does quarterback he go? coach. Where does he go? He's not leaving the league, right? We're agreeing he's someone's no. going to pick him up. Hey, if he wants to be a backup in Cincinnati, I'd welcome him. But he'd have to restructure his deal. There's oh, yes. no way they're going to pay him this money. Oh, God, no. Where's I don't think anyone go? is. Where is he going to go? Maybe the Jets. <laughs> Maybe the Jets. I'm saying the serious. The Jets have so much cap room. They can sign like five people and not flinch. <laughs> There's got to be a place he can start. You're telling me there's 30 quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is going to have a starting job over Blake well, he's, Bortles. He's their future, man. Wow. Well, well, what other teams need a Miami's going to be looking for a quarterback because Tannehill is going to be gone. Miami. Um, Who else? Everyone has really... Is he going to pull a CJ Anderson and go home and put his feet up and wait for somebody to break? Maybe. <clears throat> now Tampa Bay has Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Tampa's actually not a bad location for him. I don't know. I don't know. But Blake Bortles, I think Michael Crabtree's done. Probably. I think he's going to get cut and he's going to be done. I think Ryan Tannehill's done. Three years ago, I was like, Ryan Tannehill's the future. Well, he was the future until he got hurt and then he Danny, stopped. <laughs> Danny Amendola was an overpaid. He's done. He's done. Devontae Parker is a, a first-round bust. Sorry, Devontae just never did the job. And I watched games where it looked like he didn't care. I'm sorry, you, you busted. Case Keenum is the real interesting one. Keenum and Bortles are the interesting ones. Where do they go? Keenum is willing to back what somebody is, up. What do the Redskins do with Alex Smith? Uh, there was news today that the Redskins have... Uh, th there was like a 90% chance. It's now official. Alex Smith will not play... Well, not official, like, file with the league because the league year hasn't begun yet. Right. But the Redskins have now been informed by his doctors. Alex Smith will not play football in 2019. Really? That is the word out of Washington. So, so maybe Washi one of them winds up. In okay, Washington. so now you're the Washington Redskins. <laughs> and you need to sign one guy for one year. You need to bring him on. And you say to the guy, listen, this is your year. We're going to give you a chance to go out there and prove yourself and sign a better deal. Or to back up Alex Smith when he comes back. Are you talking to Case Keenum or Blake Bortles first? Wow, I think for the money, probably Blake Bortles. I, think I feel so too. like you can sign Blake Bortles for less than Case. <clears throat> the problem is Bortles already has this guaranteed deal, right? So <clears throat> they're going to the release issue. him. The cap hit is they still, still have gonna... to pay them though. Him though, right? They or have the to pay team the who signed him has to pay him the guaranteed money under the cap hit. Yes, 
But beyond that, if they anybody who picks him up off of waivers, he's got to pay the salary. I think Bortles in Washington would be genius. Oh, my God. Give him. <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't thought work. about it. I hadn't thought it about could it. could work. Sean is all excited. And his wife is a Giants fan. So this is going to be holy hell <laughs> twice a year. All right. So we're going to resolve to do this now. I know right. you have to work a lot of Sundays. Yeah. When the schedule comes out, I need you to request the two weeks that the Giants play the Redskins. I need you to ask for those Sundays off. Okay. We're going to go to Sean's house. If Blake Bortles <laughs> signs with the Redskins and we are going to get our popcorn and we are not going to watch the game. We are going to watch, watch them. <laughs> I'm all we are for gonna it. Sit them next to each other on the couch Make sure the alcohol is flowing and watch the hilarity. <laughs> I have a feeling. I am all for that. I have a feeling Stephanie would put a beating on Sean that would make Kareem Hunt look passive. So, oh, that was wow. Rough. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, I may have just crossed the line there. I'm sorry. Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Craig will edit that out. That's fine. That's the sound. Okay, he's ready. We're going to count down to the retake. Three, two, one. And he's going to leave all this in anyway, so I don't really care. Final thoughts. Craig, talk to me. We're only, um, we're only a wow. week after the Super Bowl, and all hell's broken loose. Yeah, remember when we thought there would be no news? Nothing to talk about during <laughs> the offseason. What are we going to fill those 12 um, weeks with between the end of the season and the end of the show season? Yeah, definitely check out the AAF. Um, the clips I've seen, it looks like legit, you know, very competitive football. You're I allowed to hit nothing but positive. You're allowed to hit the quarterback. What will last for now? For now. I mean, they might edit that a little bit, but... Are they doing coin tosses? They're not putting the ball at the 50-yard line and make people scramble for it? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think Vince McMahon should rethink the XFL among multiple life choices right now. <laughs> um, next saying. year, next year. It's not this year. No, but he should rethink at this point. Maybe he should go and buy back with some of his stock and just get out of the football <laughs> business. Uh, but yeah, there's um, definitely pay attention to the news because as clearly as you can see, there is a lot of news going on. Yeah, and one really quick thing. Yeah, uh, please. This is going to be the, the last Brady bash for now. For now. For now. That's sorry, Sorry, Cinch. Um, so Harbaugh said there should be a statue of Brady at Michigan. I'm fine with that because it, can it, I, it's wait, okay with can, my goat thing because he's not can, playing in but, college anymore. Right. But I'm okay with it. But he wasn't that great in college. So why are you putting uh, a statue of him there? don't know that that's true i think michigan was pretty good when he was there i think they were national contenders so you're telling me a national contending quarterback was drafted 200th yes sometimes mm. they are nah. yes we'll, look this up. we'll find out next week yes I'm I, look this up. michigan michigan I, I think if you looked at the years that brady was there michigan was really freaking good and again the big 10 is a power conference it's not like he was i mean yeah i think you're gonna be shocked to find out they were better than you think they are all right my final thought I'm going off football. Sure. And onto a topic that means something to me that doesn't to a lot of people. And even though I've dropped multiple swear words, Craig is now very nervous about what I'm going to say. Don't worry. It's not the bad. No, feel free. <laughs> this past week, I listened to a show pretty regularly on Sirius XM called Tell Me Everything. It's hosted by John Fugelsang. It's on one of their progressive channels called Sirius Insight. This week, they made the decision to not renew the contract of John's co-host, a man named Frank Conniff. Frank, if you are a fan of Mystery Science Theater, played TV's Frank, the sidekick on and the Mad Scientist duo on that show for years. He was a writer on there, and he was a the head writer in the 90s for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He's an extremely funny man. 
but he's extremely liberal. Politically, he has no problem going on Twitter, retweeting folks who are extreme conservatives, and just putting the comment, fuck you, on the tweet. He's shut off a lot of controversial tweets, and apparently it may or may not have cost him his job at Sirius. They didn't fire him. They simply refused to renew his contract. I have a significant problem with this. I've met Frank Conniff. I've had conversations with him. Well, conversations, plural. I talked to him twice. (laughs) Well, that's more than once. (laughs) Well, once was before his show and once was after his show. He is one of the nicest guys on earth. His commentary and his extreme liberal commentary come from the heart in a place where he wants America to be a wonderful place for everyone to live. He does not write incite incite hate or angry things because he's an angry person, but because he cares about his country and he cares about the future we're leaving for our children. I am extremely disappointed that they decided to terminate his contract. I listened to the show before. I will listen to it after. I know there have been a lot of comments on the show about what a wonderful person he was and how this is not going to be an issue for him. He's going to bounce back. But I had to take a break from football this week to really think about this and think about the freedom of speech and the responsibility we have as individuals in a free society to say not only what's appropriate, but what is meaningful. And Frank has always done that. So I want to take a moment just to acknowledge Frank Conniff. We're a football podcast. He will never in a million years ever (laughs) listen to this. He is also a recovering alcoholic. So he has no interest (laughs) in football or beer. He will never listen to this podcast. And he has a fantastic podcast called Movie Sign with the Mads. He has forgotten more about movies than anyone on listening to this podcast will ever know. He is a total movie buff. He can tell you names of movies from the 40s you've never heard of. Don't ever play Seven Degrees as Kevin Bacon with a guy like Frank Conniff. He is a wonderful person. I am very proud to have listened to his show, and I am very disappointed in SiriusXM for terminating his contract. I want to go on record and off topic, and I saved it for the very end for my final thought for that purpose. He is a funny man. He is a smart man, and he deserved better treatment. Even though he may be a little bit more of an extremist, he never came out and said anything that garnered the attention that a lot of extreme pundits say. And I'm really, really upset and really disappointed they took this this uh, action with him. So, Frank, you're not listening, but if you were to ever hear this, thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all you continue to do. Thank you for listening to the Football Fignuts podcast this one time because somebody called you and said, hey, they referenced you <laughs> in another podcast. <laughs> And keep doing what you're doing because there are people out here who believe in what you're trying to do and believe in the freedom of speech and the ability to go out there and say, I don't like this, so go to hell. All right, that's it. I'm off my soapbox. I had to get that out. That's fair. You know, I saved that for my final thought at least. It's not like I stopped it. We're opening the phone. Listen, let me start with this. (laughs) We didn't go there. So, but we are overtime. Believe it or not, it's a freaking off-season show. We're overtime. (laughs) How does that happen? I spent three minutes talking about Frank Conniff. All right. Um, So, um. And next week, we'll be back. More news, more notes. We're going to start talking about best ball at some point. We'll wait for a week, probably like a week or two before the season uh, year opens up. I kind of want to hold off on best ball until we get closer to the NFL draft, but who knows? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the problem with best ball right now. I don't know who's going where. No, no idea. No. None. It's terrible. So uh, until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. (laughs) 